Hello, I'm Gavin Human. This is Home to Home. Each episode, we'll take a look at a different aspect of owning your own home, from the buying and selling, through to home improvements and speaking to the people that can help. If you turn on your TV in the evening and have a flick through the channels, the chances are that it won't take long before you come across a home improvement programme. I'm joined by Lorna Rayner from Nesh Interiors. My name's Lorna and I run Nesh Home Staging and Interiors. And what I do is transform lived-in properties ready for sales. And I also help stage empty properties with furniture and accessories um, to give that show home standard. So, So what exactly is home staging? Home staging is about preparing your home for sale so that it looks its best. If your property looks good, it will attract more buyers and stand out for the right reason. Think of it like merchandising for your home, just like the shops do. That's what we do to your house. Home staging is still relatively new in the UK. Is the perception of what it is and how helpful it can be starting to change? Yes, I think um, I'm getting more and more inquiries of people wanting to find out more about home staging and considering using it. Um, there's still a lot of people that don't know what it is or that it even exists. Um, but I, I do think the tables are turning. Do you think that's to do with a lot of the TV programmes as well? Yeah, I think TV has a really big part to play. And um, we're always now used to seeing pictures of lovely homes on television, on social media. And it's so much more in our lives now that it's only natural that people start thinking about their own homes and how they can make them the best um, for when they sell them. We're in the mindset of when we want to sell a property, the first thing we do is we go and see an estate agent and get a valuation and put it on the market and job done. And actually, you know, you can get blinded by an estate agent saying, oh, your house is worth X amount of money, but they won't think twice about reducing the price by five or 10,000 or 20,000. And I think as home stages, what we're trying to say is put the effort in before you put it on the market. It will cost you a little bit of money, but that won't be anything near the price reductions that you'll make further down the line. And I think like what you're saying, it's just changing people's mindset and saying like, you might get blinded by an estate agent charging you a cheap percentage, but it won't pay in the long run when you're still on the market a year down the line. I think estate agents have been a bit slow to come on board to the idea of staging we are starting to see that more estate agents are embracing staging as something that will help Um, and I think stages across the country are building sort of new relationship with estate agents and I think ideally it works hand in hand so I think the biggest issue we have is 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 a lot of the time where clients it's that initial expense and they don't always see the value in it And I think that's where, as an agent, it's down to us at a really early stage to try to put across diplomatically the difference that a well-staged house, the impact it can have, not just on photographs, but on achieving the better value out of it as well. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think one of the first questions that people often ask me is, 
how much does it cost? Um, and it's, it's sometimes it's hard to put a price on that, but generally for full staging, so it may be furniture rental, accessory rental, you're looking at about 1% of the asking price. If it's restyling and decluttering, it could be as little as 150 to 250 pounds for a day's hands-on um, work. So with the decluttering, is that you going in decluttering it or is that you telling the client that needs to be moved that needs to be put in the skip um it can be a bit of both so i offer a service where i will spend a day with the client in their house physically helping them to transform it um if it's a bit more of an extensive project then what i can do is go around the house and do a full report and give them a task list which says this needs to be moved, you need to sort this out and a step-by-step guide to do the whole house. So both are an option. That's interesting because I think sometimes from an estate agent's point of view to have that third party go in independently and point out hopefully what us as the estate agents have already said would actually back it up. Yes, yeah, and I think... um, I think being um, an impartial person that's brought in is quite helpful because we can perhaps, you know, once the seed is sown, we can help the client to see what's already been suggested and show them how it can be transformed. Quite often, it's a case of looking what's in the room um, before they get to choosing wall colours and things like that. Um, By decluttering a space, um, giving it a purpose, you can transform it without touching the paintwork or thinking about the curtains. How do those conversations go with homeowners when you're talking about changing aspects of their home, which can be quite personal? I think usually by the time I'm called in, they've already accepted that perhaps things might need to change. Um, So I'm always tactful and we start the conversation along the lines of we're preparing your home for the next person. So it's not a reflection of how you live, but we want it to appeal to buyers. So this is what we need to do. So it can be tricky and you don't want to be overly negative about the way someone lives. But I do always make it clear that I'm not looking at their lifestyle. I'm just trying to help them move on so that they can move on to their next home. Do you believe everything has to be neutral? No. So I think that strong colours can put people off. But ultimately, people know that they're buying a lived-in home and they want to see it as a home and how they will use it as a home. So sometimes it might be a case of toning the odd thing down, but it doesn't all have to be magnolia or cream. Thank you for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) It bugs me when you go around houses and people say they watch TV and everything's got to be magnolia or uh, neutral colours. And like you say to people, it doesn't have to be a house has got to have a personality. Yeah. And and when you look at it in terms of a show home, um, when you're doing when you've got a complete blank canvas, you have to put that personality back in. Yeah. So it's it's all about balance. But I think you can go to the other extreme where you've got a house that is totally soulless and you doesn't matter, although everything might be brand new, you walk in and it just hasn't got that feel to it either. Absolutely, yeah. And there's nothing, it's, it's a bit like when you walk into an empty property, it feels really hard and echoey. And you can get that same from, like you're saying, like the very clean, very 
bland interior and you do need you need softness yeah with your interior design work in mind is it more important to understand what a client likes or what they don't like because i've seen some of these tv shows and after going through all their likes the design is presented and they immediately pick out what they don't like i think it's a case of looking at both aspects it's really important to get in those elements of what a client likes because it's their room um, but you've also got to take on board their dislikes I think sometimes you can turn things around so something that they thought they disliked when they see it or when you present it in a certain way they might be more open to it and the positive parts of it rather than the negative. Do you have a favourite type of project a blank canvas to completely reimagine or something more like a fixing job where there is a room that just isn't working? Yeah, see, I like the lived-in properties where um, where you need to work with what's already there and transform it because I think, I think it is that element of transformation that's really satisfying and especially if you can show someone what they can do with what they've already got they might have to bring in the odd new element, but generally you can say just by moving this or changing that and suddenly the space looks completely different. Yeah. From a staging perspective, what I always look at is that when you walk into a house, what is your view? And when you come up to a door, what do you see beyond that? Does it draw you in or is it just an empty space? What makes you want to go through there and see what else is there? So, so that is definitely something that I do consider with layout and staging. And I think it is that fresh pair of eyes. Um, we all get stagnant in the homes that we live in and we only see them one way. And sometimes just someone coming in and saying, have you tried this is all you need. And we had a property came on the market at 1.89. Yeah, 1.89. And it'd been on for about five years. And we took it on the market. And bearing on, we took it on in July, middle of the pandemic. Yeah. The client was fed up of estate agents, didn't believe in anything they said, gave us the, the opportunity to sell it for him and we found him a buyer. But before we put it on the market, we went round, we moved the office into the dining room and moved the dining room into the old office. We moved the sofas around and like the big house, expensive furniture, moved it all around for him and we sold it. And I swear, I honestly think it was down to the repositioning of the furniture and how people saw it differently do think that was massive it's really interesting isn't it because it is and that in effect is staging isn't it um just moving things around um and changing people's perception so you haven't you haven't necessarily spent any money you've just changed i don't know like the feeling of the property haven't it, you it flowed totally differently yeah and people yeah. when they viewed had a the comments we got back were all really positive compared to where people were saying, oh, the dining room's too small or the office was too dark. Changed it around totally. Yeah. Where do you get your inspiration from in terms of looks and designs? So I look at all different kinds of things. I do the usual, look at Instagram and things like that. But then I also look at historic properties and when I'm out and about something might just catch my eye it might be the layout or the feeling you get as you walk into a room um, so I try and sort of collect little moments like that and then try and use them in my designs um, particularly when I'm thinking about staging I'm not just thinking all oh, that item would look good on 
that sofa or that sideboard, I'm thinking, how is the person walking into this room going to see it? Um, and how are they going to feel when they see it? Um, so it's kind of taking on board all those aspects as well as, you know, finding a nice cushion in John Lewis. <laughs> as estate agents, we often talk to clients and buyers about first impressions. Is there anything that you would recommend? I think first impressions are so important. And whether we're talking about first impressions when you see a property on right move or when you pull up outside a property making those first photographs or the curb appeal of your property as good as it can be really it sets the tone for the rest of the viewing um so if it looks good people are going to be positive when they come to your front door if it's overgrown and untidy people are already not very excited a bit let down um and they won't feel motivated about the rest of the viewing we often say to people when it's, it comes to that viewing stage, although we show potential buyers around, we tell clients, make sure you wash your front door, make sure you wash all the window sills, and also, particularly at, uh, during the day, stand across the road and have a look at your house. Are your curtains all level? Uh, how does it look if somebody is going to just drive by? Because it does make a big difference. Rather than perhaps the like the smaller details, things like having a spacious, airy entrance hall um, really creates that, well, the sense of space and that positive feeling. If you're walked in and you're crammed in a small space with tons of shoes and coats everywhere, you you may be feeling uncomfortable or awkward or like you want to move out of that space and what you really want people to do is spend a little bit of time appreciating that for what it is before they move on to the next space so it's memorable to them another thing which i think is really often overlooked is how a place smells now it's not something that people may even consciously pick up on but it's it's all these little senses going oh, I don't like this place because it smells of the dog or it smells dirty. I want to get out of there. And um, and so, you know, um, I think you tend to notice it when you walk into a space and it smells of some nice kind of perfume or something. And then you think, oh, that smells nice. Um, and it just, it makes you enjoy it a little bit more. So that's really important. I think people have gone away now from just thinking, right, put bread in the oven. Oh, yeah. And we'll put the coffee percolator on. I think people see through that. Yeah. And if anything, people think, what, you're trying to hide? Yeah. yeah. You, like say, you go in there, there's some amazing uh, air fresheners out there now that can be discreet. Yes. And you can walk into a house. And like, we've just sold a property. The lady's gone into a home and we've had the house cleared. And then we got a team of cleaners in and the difference is unbelievable. You walk in there, even today, I've been there today and you walk in and the smell, as soon as you open the door, you think, this smells lovely. It's just so much better. It makes all the difference, yeah. How has your background helped with your career? So back when I went to college, I did study art and photography and I've always been creative and I was very lucky. My parents always let me decorate my own bedroom at home (laughs) and um, I look back and think they were very brave, um, but they really let me experiment. Um, And then sort of fast forward until probably about five years ago um, after my third child was born and I knew that I'd like to have a career. Um, and I loved interior design, um, but I knew it wasn't going to be straightforward. Um, 
But I did a couple of interior design courses and then I managed to get some work with K3 Interiors, who are an Ely-based company that specialise in show homes. Um, and I've been working with them for the last five or six years. Um, and that's where they introduced me to staging. Um, and then when I set up Nesh, the idea was to bring that sort of show home experience into residential occupied houses and that's where it all began really. Can I ask where does the name come from? So Nesh is slang for fear of the cold and uh, the reason I went for it is because when we think of homes and that sense of home you want it to feel warm and cosy and welcoming a bit like looking through a window and seeing like a roaring fire and people cozied up on the sofa and so it was a little bit of a round about play on words but but that was the essence of it because oh, right. I when I first I think it was on Instagram when I first found, I thought it was nest yes <laughs> yeah well in fact I did want nest oh, right. but then um that's uh I don't know what company it is but nest is like the home control thing so uh, oh yes it is isn't it yes they yeah. got that first <laughs> <laughs> I really like how some of your designs and work aren't about expensively refitted with a huge job is that where the skill is in being able to adapt and reuse? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, we. I don't have a limit, limitless budget, and nor do my clients. And the idea is is to be able to take things, um, put them in a different situation, restyle them, and and be able to reuse them. So um, when I buy an accessory or an item I'm thinking I can use it in this situation or it will really work in this situation as well and then with the collection of accessories that I've gathered I can mix and match them for different color schemes um, and all sorts so to me that's kind of the fun of it is that sort of creative process and reworking things rather than buying new things each time and throwing things away yeah exactly I think for me, like when you're investing in furniture, um, unless you've got a lot of money to buy something that's really high quality, you're better to buy second hand because you're going to get something that's better quality than your average flat pack. And, you know, you can you can paint it, you can sand it, you can do whatever you like, or you can just leave it and call it vintage. You I think know? one of the issues is we, we live in a throwaway society and... I go back years when I first started an agency and people used to buy a house and used to make do with the furniture they've already got. Mm-hmm. But now you can be showing somebody round a house and they're going to put new carpets in. That means a new sofa. That means, And suddenly they're actually refurnishing the whole room when they, there's no real need to actually do that. That's it. And I think some of the best looks that you come across are where you've got a bit of old, maybe mixed in with a bit of new. And and I think the other thing that's becoming more and more popular is um, to sort of refurbish what you've already got. Like there's so many things you can do with a kitchen now other than just replace it um, to transform the look of it. Um, and it's cost effective and you're not throwing away what is a really expensive investment. Um, you've just mentioned trends uh, with home designs. Are there any in particular that you're noticing at the moment? Yeah, so I think something that's become very popular during the pandemic and since then is houseplants and having greenery inside. Um, and I don't think that shows any signs of going away anytime soon. And having walked into properties where they've got beautiful greenery and houseplants, it really does 
make you feel better. Um, and I think where we've been locked in our houses for so long, um, we're all yearning for a bit of time outside and a bit of greenery. Um, so I suppose you've got um, like uh, mid-century furniture has been really popular recently. And I think what seems to be happening now is that is coming to an end and again probably to do with the pandemic is people want squishy sofas places they can veg out and feel really comfortable so I think we're seeing a return to like sort of modular corner sofas really big sofas um, where you can just sink into and less of the sort of structured maybe slightly uncomfortable but quite stylish mid-century style of furniture. I think home has become really important partly because we've all spent so much time in our homes and um, I think we've had time to really think about the spaces and what we would like the spaces to be and where we've where people have been on furlough they've suddenly had perhaps the time to go right I'm I'm actually going to do what I've been thinking about for the last few years because I've got the time to do it um I know we have in our home so I think we've noticed people are not necessarily wanting bigger houses they're wanting better rooms or better layouts to uh be able to facilitate their lifestyle particularly if people are now working from home more and I also think really notably people are wanting green space around them so if they are working from home to be able to just go for a walk whether it be around the village green across the local field that's definitely what people are now looking for yeah absolutely and I think um I think the work home working space has become so important um, during lockdown we converted our little brick built shed into an office because we needed that extra space and um and it's been brilliant because it's somewhere you can go, do your work and then come back and it's not interfering in the rest of your life. You feel as though you're going to work. And this is something from one of the other podcasts Ryan was saying about the the space to be able to go out, go to work, shut yourself off, but then be able to go back home. And I think that works really well. And that's what people are looking for. Actually, whilst we're on that topic, talking about outside space, I spoke to Ryan from Snuggeries about outdoor rooms. Is that something you'd be interested in designing or have already done so? Yeah, so that's something that I'd definitely be interested in doing more of. Um, I've done a little bit in my own home and it's something that is at the forefront of people's minds at the moment. So either reworking the space they've got or creating new rooms within their house. Um, I think we're all leaning towards that way of living now. I'm sure plenty of people think I have got good taste. I know what I like. I can design my own house. What does an experienced professional like yourself bring to a design project? I think what we can do is look at a project objectively and take what the client says as they like a certain colour or they like a certain style and put it together so it looks cohesive and all runs together nice and smoothly. What you sometimes get is you get a bit of a mishmash of well I like this and I like that but how does it link and how does it fit together and an interior designer can can umbrella everything and try and include those elements and make it all work together. What are some of the common mistakes you see when it comes to people decorating and designing in their homes? Do you have any top tips? Okay so top tips when you're planning to do a new room 
or redesign a room is to plan it. Okay, don't go to home base and choose a colour of paint you like and then start slapping it on the walls. Get a sample and think about why you like that colour and where it is best used. Um, Some colours work, well, I suppose it depends on your style. You can go bright and bold on your walls if that's what you like. Um, But really think about how that colour is going to look when it's on all four walls. Um, How is it going to make you feel? A real simple thing to do is rather than just paint the tester on your wall is paint it on a sheet of paper and then move it around the room, see how it looks in the light, see how you feel with it in different places. Um, and it, I think people often when they make the decision to redo a room, they want to go out, they want to spend the money and they want to get it done. But actually taking maybe even a couple of hours to go right I like this colour, where's it going to go? What am I going to put with it? What kind of look am I looking for? Before you start that will save you a lot of time and money in the long run. Grey is a real, I mean, it's a really popular colour. Um, and um, But there are so many shades of grey and some greys can look purple in different lights. And so people go to the shop, buy a tin of grey paint and then look on the wall and goes, oh, it looks lilac, you know, and... and that does happen so it is really worth not everything looks as it as it does on instagram (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much to lorna for joining me you can get in touch and find out more of her work here you can find me on instagram as nesh homestaging and feel free to drop me an email at lorna at nesh And thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Google, Pocket Cast or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can find those links on my website, gavinhuman.co.uk, where you can also find my social media links. I'd love to hear from you. Until then, goodbye.